Welcome back to the Brazil Institute podcast. I'm your host, Anya Prusa. With well over 2.5 million cases in climbing, Brazil is one of the country's hardest hit by the coronavirus pandemic, with significant economic fallout. Unemployment figures will be released later this week, but are expected to be well above the 12.9% reported in May. Meanwhile, the emergency income payments to poorest Brazilians are scheduled to end in just a few weeks, unless the program is extended, a matter currently under debate in Brasilia. I recently spoke with Gustavo Ribeiro, editor-in-chief and co-founder of The Brazilian Report, to discuss Brazil's emergency income program and the idea of a universal basic income, as well as why maintaining these programs, even after the pandemic, could have a positive impact in Brazil. Since we recorded the interview, the Bolsonaro government has indicated it may indeed extend the emergency income program. There's growing awareness that temporary basic income measures could be critical for combating the spread of COVID-19. A United Nations report published just last week argues that nearly 44% of the population in the developing world, that's 2.78 billion people, should receive temporary means-tested cash payments to address basic food, shelter, and health during the pandemic. Thanks for joining us, Gustavo. Thank you, my pleasure. Brazil is home to one of the largest conditional cash transfer programs, Bolsa Familia. But the idea of a universal basic income has never really taken off in Brazil. You and your colleagues at the Brazilian Report have been covering the debates surrounding the COVID-19 emergency basic income program. Does this program represent a shift? Yes, uh, UBI was never a true issue here in Brazil. Uh, we have never seriously discussed that until now. And now we have many economic, Brazilian economists, including libertarian ones that in the past were against cash transfer policies, uh, that saying that, well, this is not um, unusual time uh, and desperate times call for desperate measures, let's say like this. Uh, so it has become, uh, it has left being a taboo subject and many, um, many economists are discussing this in a, in a very serious way. Uh, the government, however, um, there are a lot of voices within the government that said that simply there is no money for that and uh, that the government is already cash strapped as it is and it would not be uh, possible something of the kind. With the COVID-19 crisis, the government has created a $120 monthly stipend for three months that benefit has been extended for two additional months. However, the, the Jair Bolsonaro administration is starting to talk about making not necessarily a universal basic income system, but rather a broader, more inclusive Bolsa Familia, which would not only uh, benefit families with uh, children in school, uh, in school age, but also informal workers, which would be a sort of basic income 
but just for poor citizens, not necessarily the same uh, framework that when we talk about universal basic income. Uh, so not every citizen would get it. And that makes sense because Brazil has high levels of inequality. Uh, and so it would make sense for a country that does face fiscal constraints to try to focus on helping the people who are most vulnerable. But how effective is Brazil at actually targeting these groups? Well, yes, it would make absolute sense also because our GDP is basically dependent on family consumption. So uh, especially in times like these, with the country facing a dire financial situation, you need people to have money to spend because that's what our economy depends on. Uh, but like you mentioned, the Brazilian government is extremely inefficient in accounting for people. So this experience with the $120 stipend uh, serves to show that there are millions and millions of people that simply do not exist as far as the government is concerned. They have no birth certificates. They have no tax uh, identity. And it was extremely difficult for the government to enroll these people. Uh, it, the system has proven to be filled with glitches. So uh, some people are already receiving the second or the third installment of this benefit, while millions of people are yet waiting for a green light to get the first of these payments. And these are people who cannot wait. They cannot afford uh, to stay home and just wait for the COVID-19 crisis to be over. They have to go out on the streets and work. So that's also part of the reason that Brazil's social isolation rates are so low right now. I think the, the, the Brazilian government has a very extensive bureaucracy, but like different um, institutions do not talk to each other. So it's possible for one person to, quote, exist for some government institutions, but be completely, uh, do, simply do not exist for other institutions. And a lot of Brazilians are also not part of the formal banking system in Brazil. So they might not have a, a checking account or a bank account uh, or a way to receive electronic payments. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. About 40 million Brazilian adults are not, do not have any sort of bank account. The government has tried to circumvent that problem by creating an online account uh, through an app uh, uh, that has helped. But once again, it has, been, uh, it has not been without many problems and glitches. Uh, we have seen that maybe according to some studies by Brazil's federal account courts, which is a sort of audit tribunal that monitors public spending. Uh, some 8 million people that should not have been eligible for this stipend actually received the benefit. Because like I said, different institutions do not cross their data with each other. And for instance, people who, uh, young people who never worked and so they do not have declared income, even if they were from uh, well-off families, they were able to get this benefit. So it also goes in the way of saying that the government is very inefficient in knowing its citizens. But we've actually seen with programs like Bolsa Familia that they are effective at transferring income uh, and actually reducing poverty in Brazil. 
Do you think, because the Bolsa Familia payments have decreased over time in real terms, they, they haven't kept up with inflation. So do you think that strengthening this program and expanding it um, could help Brazil in this moment, especially as we go forward and look at trying to reduce poverty and inequality? Absolutely. And because we are looking right now at a possible job apocalypse with some economists predicting up to 35 to 40 percent unemployment rate. Uh, right now, we're seeing the hospitals being overburned with demand, but we should expect in the coming months that uh, bankruptcy courts will be overburned because many businesses will simply fold for good. So more than ever, informal workers must be protected uh, and vulnerable families must be taken care of because otherwise uh, we risk serious social unrest in Brazil. And this is also a um, this is also something that could help give some uh, support base for the government because the economic effects of the COVID-19 crisis on businesses have um, somewhat eroded Jair Bolsonaro's support with wealthier classes, which had been his stronghold for the past 15 months. And uh, on the flip side, we see his support increasing with poor voters, especially those who are eligible for uh, the coronavirus stipend. Um, so uh, Jair Bolsonaro's support has been consistent at around one third of the electorate, but it's not the same one third that supported him a year ago who is supporting him now. So uh, this could give the government some room to breathe because the government has been somewhat in battle right now. Uh, and it could also, we could see a phenomenon that we saw with former President Lula in the past. Uh, when corruption scandals started to mount during his administration, the cash transfer programs, because of how effective they are, they gave him a very solid and faithful base of voters among especially uh, poor educated and lower income voters. This could happen with Bolsonaro with one major caveat, I should add, when Lula was able to pull that off, Brazil was uh, benefiting from the commodities boom of the 2000s. Unemployment rates were very low. Bolsonaro will face much more challenging economic conditions right now. Right, because I was going to ask, obviously, Finance Minister Gedges is very interested in keeping costs down uh, to the extent possible. And before the coronavirus pandemic hit, Brazil was looking at a series of fiscal and structural reforms designed to address, among other issues, uh, Brazil's rising national debt. And so is there actually political support for extending cash transfer programs uh, in Congress and even within Bolsonaro's own government? I don't think Congress would necessarily be an obstacle for this kind of agenda because it bodes well with voters. Uh, the problem would be to find consensus within the Bolsonaro administration, because on one hand you would have the president and many of his allies who come from Congress who would be supportive of this measure. On the other hand, you would have economy minister Paulo Guedes 
any kind of uh, making the coronavirus stipend a more permanent program would cost, in his words, at least 50 times what Bolsa Familia costs right now. So that could be uh, quite challenging for a government that is already cash-strapped. We have recorded massive public deficits uh, for the past few years, and uh, our debt-to-GDP ratio has uh, been on an upward trend for uh, the good portion of the past decades. It is clearly a challenging economic and political environment to be thinking about uh, universal basic income or even a more limited means-tested cash transfer program on the national scale in Brazil. Uh, but Brazil does have an example of universal basic income program. Um, and I know the Brazilian report has covered the program, which is in the municipality uh, of Merica. And I was wondering if you could tell us more about their experience. Well, the program benefits some 42,000 people, which is about a third of Madika's population. And they receive a flat rate monthly benefit from the, the municipal government. And that has been going on for the past seven years. It's not per se a true universal basic income because it does not reach the entire population. And uh, it's not an amount that is sufficient for people to live up with their ba all their basic needs only on that. But uh, it has, been, has proven to be extremely uh, beneficial for uh, the 42,000 people who receive it. It's a flat rate of about $28 per month. And it's in, it's in the form of a digital currency that can only be spent within the municipality of Marica, which is a catch that uh, authorities make to stimulate commerce within the municipality. So uh, it's like, okay, we will give you money, but you have to spend on local stores and local supermarkets. This kind of program uh, has proven to uh, actually against what many people think that people will just live off their benefit and that would reduce their willingness to go to work. Actually, uh, this kind of program, some research has, uh, has identified that it actually fosters entrepreneurship in people and that uh, make people want to uh, earn even more money and to uh, make their own endeavors. So it, it creates a positive uh, economic cycle instead of a, just leaving a significant amount of people without money to, to put into the economy, actually. So that would seem to suggest that if done well, a larger national level income transfer program could help stimulate consumption and even entrepreneurship uh, and possibly support economic recovery in Brazil. Theoretically, I think the idea is very good. Uh, I do recognize, though, that doing anything on a national scale in Brazil is a Herculean task because of our sheer bureaucracy of the fact that we have a 210 million people population and we have a massive country in terms of land. Uh, I do think that that uh, should already be part of any administration's agenda, uh, I frankly 
cannot understand why we it took a pandemic to make us uh, think of that. And uh, due to the fact that uh, it is so complicated, I do not expect something to be implemented right away, but I do believe that uh, uh, some sort of policy in that sense of a uh, basic income, not necessarily for everyone, but in terms of uh, uh, the, the vulnerable people, we have more than 15 million people below the extreme poverty line in Brazil. So I think this is an urgent matter that we should already be taking care of. I would like to thank you, Gustavo, for joining us today uh, for this really interesting and enlightening discussion. For more reporting on COVID-19 in Brazil, including its emergency basic income program and the story of the UBI program in America, all in English, check out our partner, The Brazilian Report. This episode of the Brazil Institute podcast was produced and edited by Oscar Cruz. I'm your host, Anya Prusa. Until next time, thanks for listening.